This is Hacker Public Radio, episode 3664 for Thursday, the 18th of August, 2022. Today's show is entitled, Secret Hat Conversations. It is hosted by some guy on the internet and is about 18 minutes long. It carries an explicit flag. The summary is, you'll need your tin hat for this one. Hello and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Hacker Public Radio. I'm your host, some guy on the internet. Today, I'm just going to go through a quick little ramble, something I've been thinking about for a while now, but I never got to share. I want you guys to go reach into your kitchen cabinets or wherever you keep your tenfold. Go get a nice, big, you know, nice, nice long roll of it and go ahead and find a YouTube video on how to fashion a hat from it. Now, from this point, you're going to need that hat. There are going to be probably future conversations where you're going to want that hat again. So just, you know, be careful not to get rid of it. You're going to just store it away somewhere where no one else can see it because they'll probably ask you questions you don't want to answer about it. So if you're listening to this episode on a speaker, go ahead and turn it down or pause and go get a set of headphones. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry about that. Yeah, go ahead and get yourself a set of headphones. We are going to discuss cell phones today. Now, one of the things I've been thinking about is how the cell phone is like our greatest or let me not say our. Let me just say my the cell phone is my greatest attack surface. It's a proprietary device that I cannot walk out of the house without, not because I need to have the cell phone as much as the next guy. I think I need to have the cell phone, you know, for work mostly. And there's obviously family as well. But that's that's the rub right there. That's the the catch. Because they've convinced so many people around us to have these things. If you, the one guy, does not carry a cell phone, that somehow puts you at a tremendous disadvantage in society because you aren't able to, you know, receive communications. You, you you can't talk to people and they can't send you messages you don't need, like, you know, cat videos and whatever else, or, you know, tell you about the meeting that could have just easily have been an email. You, you can't learn about the meeting. That is also mandatory, by the way. Now, just putting the cell phone in everybody's hand doesn't make it the attack service. The, what makes it the attack surface is the fact that we have never upgraded our phone systems. So, for instance, the phone number, the thing that is supposed to be unique to everyone, can be spoofed. So, someone can call you from your mother's number, even though they're not your mother and they're not at your mother's house. They can be anywhere in the world and just use her phone number to contact you. You get what I mean? And... I know you might be saying, okay, your mother is that that's you're going to hear the voice and know it's not your mother. But what if it's from your bank? What if your bank calls you suddenly and tell you there's an issue and, you know, they've got some information that seems like they're really your bank. You haven't been made aware of that recent data leak because companies aren't required to report it immediately, at least not in the U.S. By the time you hear about a data leak, it probably happened last year, two years ago even. You know what I mean? So somebody's running around with really, really personal information about you that 
truthfully, the only way they could have gotten that level of information is if you personally gave it to them or they stole it from the person you personally gave it to. So here's the thing. You're calling me from my bank. You've got information about me that only my bank would know about. I mean, really personal stuff. And I now believe this is the bank. It's the correct number. You've got the correct information. I mean, why else would you have that information unless you're from the bank and you're calling me from the bank's number? So when you're telling me you need me to verify who I am and you're going to send me a code and I send you back that code and now you have confirmed who I am. And oh, now there's no longer a problem because I have verified who I am. And now you're just, you know, informing me on yada, yada, blah, blah. Next thing you know, my bank account's empty, completely empty. And of course, when I go down to the bank to try to figure out what's going on, because I talked to so-and-so and they told me it was fine. Uh, that person doesn't work here. Blah, 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 blah. Suddenly we got a major issue here and there's no possible way to fix it because the system was designed so long ago and was never updated Anybody can do this. Anybody can just go around with whatever information they've stolen or, or purchased. Maybe they didn't steal it personally, but they can purchase it from someone that stole it and just spoof a number, call you and do whatever they want. So now I want you to take that bank scenario, fold it up nice and neat, put it in your pocket. Keep that with you because you're going to need to remember that for future conversations. Right. That, that's the bank topic. And you've now got it in your pocket. We found a way to try and open the cell phone itself up as much as we possibly can to try and eliminate the cell phone itself being the problem, but it is the system that the cell phone is created for that is still the issue, the software. So you get a Pine phone, the most open device that we have at this time that is still a development device by the way i like to point keep that in the minds of everybody don't just run out think you're going to get a pine phone open it up out the box attach it to a network and begin using it like you could your iphone or whatever else you have it it still requires some knowledge to use so you got this open device and even the developers of the Pine phone tell you there's even though this device is as open as we could possibly make it, there's still things within the device that cannot be made open. Like I believe it was the modem or whatever that cannot be made open because, well, you know, the, the people who uh, license you to use this technology tell you that it it must not be open, you know, for whatever reason. You know, they can just make up anything. National security, damn it. That's a good enough reason. Isn't that the reason for anything nowadays, though, right? Like, if we don't want you to know something, it's for national security. So don't question it even. If you if you start questioning national security, that makes you the bad guy. <laughs> All right, so we're back on track. You, you got the open device, the, the most open a device could possibly be. And let's pretend that it's actually market friendly. You can just buy one, put in a SIM card, you know, attach it to a uh, network and begin using it like any other device on the market right now. It still will not help you because you're still using a flawed network. People can still perform the exact same tricks on your open device as they could on your closed source device. So one way or another, the attack surface has not changed at all because you're still using the device. You still got to get the message about the mandatory meeting that could have just easily have been a memo tucked inside of an email an encrypted email and sent 
to all the people that's supposed to have it. But because management can't be bothered to learn, you know, new things, a bunch of one trick pony desk jockeys that must just demand you go to the building and attend a, a lecture about complete horse excrement. You have to have that cell phone with you. And of course, you know, there's also family, all the people you love. They love using cell phones because social media, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not going to go too deep into all that. But think about it. Now, for those of us who have learned to use things like Element, I mean, think about how much better the world could be if we just started adopting the Matrix Protocol. Imagine if, say, for instance, banks and other things were using this protocol to communicate directly with users. Say, say for instance... Society decides that, um, okay, users, if you want to, you could register an account name with your local government, right? And that account name is yours. It it becomes a part of your ID, your identification. This is now attached to your registered number with the government because names don't matter. You're just the number to the government. Make sure that that tinfoil hat is on real tight now. All right. You don't want any of this information to be leaked out. You don't want anybody to be able to peek into your brain and and see this information right (laughs) away. All right, all right. I'm, I've calmed down now. We're back. We're back on track here. So you got your ID that is on the matrix protocol. You got the a handle, if you will. You can use any client you want, element, whatever else is out there that you want to use. And you can receive c- encrypted communication because this thing has security built into it, right? So your bank is on that network. They've got their own instance, their own uh, servers or whatever, and you can federate with it. So you can receive direct messages from your bank. That's an encrypted channel that only your bank has access to and, you know, trade keys or whatever. And this is only if you want to, right? If you don't want to, then you don't have to. Right. You can still stay with the phone system until eventually that goes away. But right now, there's also a more secure method available. And with this new and we're only using element because right now or, or matrix, because I can't think of anything else right now. All right. That and the missus took the baby to the store. So I got a limited amount of time to go ahead and get this thing recorded without a toddler climbing on the top of my head and the missus chatting with me about coupons she found online. Pro tip, when your missus decides to go to the store and you want to record an episode, give her a call shortly after she leaves the door and say, hey honey, I just transferred over a couple hundred dollars over to the joint account. Uh, Use that to go buy something. (laughs) That'll keep her going long enough to get an episode out. All right. All right. Now, now, where was that? We were, we were talking about having this, this ID that the bank has, the bank sends you their, you know, key, the, the encryption key or whatever was the public key so that now you send your public key to them. The keys form this link of communication. Now all communication between you and the bank are secure or however element does it. Cause I'm not entirely sure how the encryption works with the, um, uh, excuse me, not element matrix protocol. I'm guessing that you exchange keys like with SSH, but if you don't, maybe it's handled automatically. I'm not sure. One way or another, the keys are exchanged. Communication is encrypted. And here's another wonderful thing. Even if it wasn't encrypted, even if it was just, you know, 
well, we want it to be encrypted. Let's just keep it as encrypted. However, the encryption happens, you're now communicating. Say somebody tries to pretend to be your bank. Well, you have a contact list with your bank in it. And if they're not on that list, they're obviously not from your bank. And as far as we know, currently you are not able to just pretend to be somebody else on matrix unlike you could on like say facebook or whatever where you could um shout out to a hookah once again who told us about you know remember cloning facebook accounts where people say that the account was hacked when in actuality it wasn't hacked it was more of a social engineering attempt where they clone an account use some of the same images etc etc just go check out a hookah uh, and look for the the uh, show there. A lot of great stuff. Um, back on track. You can't do that with Matrix, at least not right now. And it's open. So even if somebody wanted to attempt that kind of thing, you'd see where the flaws are and you can actually point them out and stop it from existing as long as it has now with our current phone systems with you just being able to spoof any number or clone any number and pretend to be whomever else with the stolen information you're running around with. So right now, if there's a second or a third Ken Fallon account that starts contacting me going, Hey, I lost my password. Uh, could you, could you send me the password that I am about to send to you so that I can get access to my old account? <laughs> you know, you know how that stuff goes out there now with all these scams, how they, how they do that. With the, uh, what is it, the, uh, the TOTP, uh, codes? Well, it's not gonna work here because I actually have the original Ken saved and I could just contact him. Hey, Ken, did you lose your, uh, information? And are you trying, which I know he's not, you know, I know he, that would not happen to him anyway. I only talk to people who are involved in the, you know, geek sphere. So it'll probably happen with, like, say, a, a niece, a nephew, or a cousin of mine. Well, they'll probably sign up today, lose their credentials tomorrow and have to create a new account and then just say that they were hacked when, no, they just actually forgot everything. And this is the part of the episode where if we had sponsors, you'd probably throw in a sponsor for a password manager or something like that. But since we don't, you know, go figure it out. Plenty of episodes out there about them. Go check one of them out. But I mean, just just stop and think about it for just a second. If we could actually improve our communication where we no longer need cell phone numbers, but we actually had handles or IDs and we could eliminate the whole spoofing and account copying that that currently happens with the cell phone numbers. And I give you the example about Facebook so you can better understand if you're not a complete, you know, hacker tech junkie, whatever you want to call it. If you're just new to this, if you just found out about HBR yesterday and you popped in and listened to this episode, that's why the Facebook reference was in there. For everybody else, you understand. You'd have far more security just because you eliminate an old deprecated system that's closed source. And, and we don't even know if there's being new development on it. I don't know how our network systems work, but I can find out more about Matrix right now. You get what I mean? It's it's like right there. I can just go to it and start learning about it. I can find out who's working on it. I can contribute documentation. I can donate money to it. You get what I mean? So it's it's fantastic. Pro tip, that's how you become a super hacker. You find a project that you really like, contact somebody that works there, say, hey, I'll I'll give you uh, you know, a hundred bucks right now, put my name on a wall somewhere and say I contributed. Boom. Look at that. 
<laughs> all jokes, all jokes aside. But seriously, if we if we could have a more secure way of communicating with one another, I don't even phone call some of my friends anymore. The people that I actually talk to and hang out with outside, I don't even call them anymore. We chat on Discord because I know better than to tell them about Element and signing up for it. I know how that's going to end. Discord is easy for them to sign up for. Unless you were invited to the server where we chat, you can't just really break in and, and, you know, listen to the conversation. And because most of them also understand the same way you don't just send, you know, private information through a, uh, a text message, right? Like you don't send your social security number <laughs> or anything stupid like that through a text message. So you also know better than to do it through Discord, right? But Discord is a more secure way to call each other, to chat and speak with friends. It's also easier. You ever tried to do a three-way call? You know how three-way calls work, especially when one person has to leave for a moment or two because they got a call. And then when they're done with their call, they call you back and say, hey, now put us back on three-way. So you have to, it's a hassle. With Discord, I just leave the chat, go ahead and do the phone call thing and then pop right back into the chat because it's still established. You know what I mean? Super easy, super simple. Imagine if we could do that with with regular cell phones, get rid of the cell phone number because the cell phone is actually just a computer. How about just use it more like a computer? All right. You know, I almost said some words there, but, you know, just use it more like a computer. It'd be so much better if we could do that. Right. That kind of reminds me before I get out of here, because I'm about, to, I'm about to reach the 20 minute mark. And for these kind of rambles, I want to keep them under 20 minutes. Uh, there was a guy talking about the uh, calculator and how the old design of the calculator was just, you know, not it's not modern and we shouldn't be using it. We, we should actually be using something that looks more like an IDE instead of the old school calculator. But I'm pretty sure tex, uh, what's it called? Texas Instruments would probably sue you into oblivion if you tried that. So um have a nice day, ladies and gentlemen. That'll be our next rant. Patents and, uh, you know, copyrights and, and all of that. We'll, we'll, we'll break out the tinfoil hat again for all that. You guys take it easy. And thank you for listening to another episode of Hacker Public Radio. I'm your host, some guy on the internet. Now it's safe for you to take off that hat, fold it up, put it somewhere safe for the next episode. been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. Today's show was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, you click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hosting for HBR has been kindly provided by anhonesthost.com, the Internet Archive, and rsync.net. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 International License.